0: You're listening to Rabbi Arya Woolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's so awesome to be back here, to be sitting at this incredible desk in front of such lovely people learning Torah. But before we begin with our regular Talmud, I wanted to share with you, I just returned last night from Israel the holy Eretz HaKodesh, the holy land. And I want to share with you some of my reflections from being in Eretz Yisrael uh, and the things that I've learned. So firstly, you know, there's a verse that tells us, Eretz Asher Hashem Elokecha Dorish Osa. It is a land which your God, Hashem, looks after. Tamid, Ene Hashem Elokecha Ba. At all times, Hashem's eyes are on it. From years beginning to years end. This is a verse in Deuteronomy 11, verse 12. And I think this verse most appropriately defines the land of Israel. What does Hashem look at as beauty? What does Hashem look at as the land? Hashem is always looking at it. Why? Because it's the most beautiful land on earth. The most beautiful place on planet Earth is the land of Israel. And I had the tremendous privilege to be there for almost 10 days with my rabbi, uh, with Rabbi Yitzhak Berkowitz, and it was a fabulous trip. It's the first time I've ever gone to Israel and not headed straight to Jerusalem, to the Western Wall. I Instead of doing that, I instead headed north with a trip. It was a group of uh, 30 couples who are all graduates of the Jerusalem Kolo, my alma mater, I would say, where I got my rabbinic ordination, Rabbi Yitzchak Berkowitz, under his leadership. And we had the opportunity to see things that typically, traditionally, I wouldn't see on a normal trip to Israel. Uh, along with, uh, of course, ending up at the Kotel at the Western Wall, we've seen so many fabulous places. So we went up north and we saw one of the ancient synagogues uh, that was around, uh, talking two thousand years ago in the times of the Tanaim, of the of the great sages of the Talmud. We went uh, to the cave of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, where he wrote the the Zohar. For thirteen years, he was in that ta- in in that cave, and I actually brought back some of the buxer fruit that he ate. I actually found a fresh piece on the floor. I was actually bending down to pick up. And it was like, I couldn't find really fresh ones. And then one dropped right right where I was. Hashem sent one. So I put it quickly in a bag and I brought it, brought it here. I also got some water because for 13 years, all he did was eat that and eat, drink water from a fresh fresh spring. So I, we were at that spring and I filled up a, a little container of water and brought it back so everyone can maybe dab some on your face. I don't know what you want to do with it. But uh, Really, really incredible. And we went from one place to another. We went to the holy city of Tzfat. Of course, we went to the Arizal's mikvah and to the Arizal's grave. And we went to Meiron, where Shimon Bar Yochai was buried. And, you know, more than anything, I think, and I get the feeling, the more I spend time around the land of Israel. You know, many people consider Israel as a great place to visit. Uh, Some will even call it their homeland. We do, of course. We call it our homeland. That's our home. But I think more than anything, it's the place where Hashem resides. It's the place where the miracles are open. They're revealed. They're for everyone to see. It's a place where you transcend above normal, natural living. We went south. We went south of Jerusalem. We went to Hebron. We were at the tombs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, and Leah. We also went to Rachel's tomb. We went to the, to the gravesite of David, King David's parents. And it's just spectacular. You connect with a whole new level of love and appreciation for the Jewish people, for our history, but more than in history, we're not, we're not, you know, Judaism is not busy with history. We're not busy with history. We are history. And we need to utilize history for the purpose of becoming better people ourselves. It's not about, we, yeah, we can sit and write history books and talk about, you know, every single detail about Moshe's life and every single detail about Yeshua's life. But what does that do for us? What does that do for us? We see the Torah doesn't say history lessons. The Torah says, important growth lessons. What's important for you to become a better person? And I find that going through the land of Israel and seeing these holy places and reflecting on the greatness of our sages, it's really, it's a place which is kadosh. Kadusha means separated, but kadusha also means giving you the opportunity to become holy. Tzfat is called the holy city of Tzfat. Why? Because there's something in the ear and sfat that just connects you. Something that elevates you. Something that takes you to a whole new space, to a whole new level. That you didn't know existed. I certainly felt that. And all of those who were on the trip with me, all rabbis, respectively, in their own communities. It was just spectacular. To see the greatness of our heritage. To see the greatness of our potential to see the greatness of our people. It's not about visiting places. Yeah, we can go all around the world and visit great sites. Sites that will tell us stories that will move us and that will mesmerize us. But when this is your history and this is your connection with your land that has been promised more than 4,000 years ago to Abraham and then to Isaac and then again repeated multiple times to Jacob and then to Joseph and his brothers and then to the Jewish people when they left Egypt and you see exactly if you have a good tour guide like we had uh he'll show you exactly where the Jewish people came into the land of Israel where Moshe helped conquer the lands on Eivar Yardin in the Jordan uh, Valley it's just it's breathtaking there's so much so much uh, uh the, not only the terrain right you go to the to so the uh, Golan Heights, we went to the Syrian border, and we're talking about about a hundred meters from the border. You know, you see the Jordanians on their side. It's like it's just incredible. But you see the Golden, Golan Heights, you see the the um the, sea, the the Sea of Galilee, you see the whole all the Galilean hills, you see Judean Samaria. It, it's just it, it's you know Leor Kol Hashem tells uh, Abraham that he should look at the land from its length to its width, like, this is your land. I think that it's an obligation for us to go to Israel. It's an obligation for us to to travel throughout the land of Israel. I was wondering how much time would it take for me to go from corner to corner in the land of Israel. I'm saying from, you know, every stone has a story there. where is which is again where Reb Shimon Bar Yochai was you know in a cave for thirteen years, I, I never even dreamed of go, dreamt of going there. And here I was on this trip, had the privilege to go to, to be in such a place. And you have to go all the way up the hill, up the mountain. It's just a remarkable place, breathtaking. The views are just, but it's more than just the views. Again, it's about using it as an opportunity to connect ourselves. With the Almighty, with the Creator of heaven and earth, and it's a land does not, that does not exist by nature. It's beyond nature. It has a whole new level of of greatness. Now, I'll talk, God willing, in the coming weeks. I'm going to share some of my thoughts on Zionism, the roots of Zionism, Herzl, because we were on a trip together with uh, Karen Kayemet, Israel, the Jewish uh, National Fund, JNF. And, um, have some very strong perspective on Zionism. Now that I spent uh, a week with, with them, um, I think it's a, it's a worthwhile conversation to be had. So we'll talk about that in the future, uh, episodes, but I just want to urge every single one of you that if you have the opportunity, if you have the privilege to go to Israel, don't just go to Israel to be in Tel Aviv. Don't just go to Israel to walk the streets of Jerusalem. Go to Israel, go to the Western Wall, but go to all of the incredible gifts that are buried there. I'm talking about not only buried in the ground there, the our righteous sages, but also the gems that you have all around. Everywhere you go, there's something. there's something spectacular to see, something spectacular to grow from. And Hashem should bless us all that we should merit to all be reunited. It says, Hashem should bring us all together from all four corners of the world to our land. That's our land. Not like, you know, the reform movement declared in 1809 that Germany is our Israel and Berlin is our Jerusalem. Our land is Israel, and our city, our home, is Jerusalem. That's the source of our souls come from Jerusalem. That's the source of our prayers. That's the source of creation. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were all at Mount Moriah. They prayed there. They recognized the holiness of that place. So it's not just a tour. It's not not just a visit. It's a place to really, really connect and uplift ourselves and really go to great heights. Hashem should bless us all that we should all be reunited with all of our brethren from all four corners of the world. We should reunite speedily in our days with Mashiach. Amen. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcast.com.